This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 455. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 455. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Happy July. Oh my gosh, how are we even here? (laughs) It's crazy to me how quickly the month of June went, even though it was a really hard and heavy and traumatic month. And it's July and like the heart of summer. And I know it doesn't feel like the heart of summer (laughs) in so many ways. But here we are. We're just after a holiday weekend. So I hope you had a safe and happy 4th of July weekend and got to spend some quality time with the fam, you know, in addition to the months of quality time you've been having this year. I mean, who doesn't need more quality time with their family right now? So we were fortunate enough to get away to a little Airbnb for the weekend. I'm recording this before we go. But I mean, let me just predict that we're going to have a great time. We're going to a place that's predictably sunnier than Seattle. So we're just hoping for sun. If we find sun, we're good because I'm recording this on Tuesday in the rain. (laughs) So I mean, I'll take anything that's like a little bit better than that. So I'm really excited to talk about our content today because this is something I talk about so much, but I've never really given you a how-to guide. So we're going to be talking about core values and how to define your core values. And this is something that has become so, so helpful to me. 
And I'll tell you, when I first sat down to go through core values, the very first time I did this, and I've shared this before on the show, my friend Jessica Butts, who's been on the show, I was at a workshop she was offering. This was like the first time I really engaged with any of her material or attended any of her events. So I go to her event, just not knowing a whole bunch about her. The first thing that she has us do is sit down and do this core value exercise. She gave us a list of 42 core values and had us, she said, I want you to narrow this down to the five that mean the most to you. And it took me a really long time and I got it narrowed down to six and I couldn't get it down to five. And I actually think I got it down to seven maybe. And I couldn't get it down to five. And I was crying. (laughs) We were working on this with a partner. And my partner, I think, was like, what is wrong with you, lady? So my partner was luckily a friend of mine. So she was very supportive. But I was like, this is really hard. And it actually just made me think about so many things about myself and my past because I was so struggling to narrow this down further. And it just the reflection it sent me into made it a really challenging exercise. And so I'm sitting there crying the only person in the room crying, by the way, in a group of like, probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 people (laughs) sitting there crying, trying to figure out how to narrow my list down. I finally got it down to six. And I was like, Jessica, this is the best I can do. I'm not, I refuse to take it down to five. So, So that was my first time doing core values. And at the end of that, she had us write, take our, we were supposed to have five, I had six. She had us take the ones that we'd chosen and put them on a sheet of paper and like, kind of just be like artsy about it and make a little art picture that we could take home with us of our list of core values values. So I have mine on my wall. They've been on my wall now for years. So I'm going to tell you the ones that I picked. And then I'll let you know that I have used these over and over and over in the past. I don't know. I probably did this five years ago. No, it was even longer than that. Six years ago. So they are security, success, integrity, independence, love, and compassion. And If I were to do this again today, I might pick some of them differently, depending on the choices that I had from a list of core values. I also know that there's some that I would for sure pick again. I actually feel really good about these six. I'm not wanting to get rid of any of them by any means. But there are times when I think of other ones that I maybe want to add and We'll talk about this in a minute, but you don't want to just always be adding. Like, you don't want a list of 20 core values that you just can't keep track of because it will lose some of the power of the list if the list gets too long because it will get a little confusing and take away from some of the clarity of having a more concise list. So that was my first time doing anything with core values. Then in 2016, I created, and I did a whole podcast episode about this right after I did it. So in 2016, before the election, and with the whole debacle around Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and him calling her such a nasty woman, I decided to write my own nasty woman manifesto. And I talked about that on the show. I shared exactly what my manifesto said, but that was also a really interesting core value exercise because it allowed me to really create some boundaries and some clarity around who I am, what I stand for, what I stand against, and those kinds of things. So this wasn't necessarily a core value list, but it definitely allowed me to tap into my core values in order to define how I show up in the world, how I take action in the world, and kind of take my core values to a whole new level. And this was, again, a really defining moment going through this exercise, coming up with this Nasty Woman Manifesto and really becoming clear around what I stand for, and then sharing it publicly. I shared it here on the podcast, and I was like, here's me. And if you, you know, if this is supportive to you, you're like, welcome to my world. And if you're completely offended by my manifesto, then maybe you aren't going to like the show. Like it's probably not the messaging probably won't resonate with you. We might not be a good fit for each other. And that's totally fine. Now, I don't think that you need to like always be in agreement with everyone on everything. But like, if you listen to this manifesto, and you were like, that 
is disgusting to me. Like, I'm not going to try to keep you in my living room. Like, you're welcome to go find someone else's living room to hang out in. So the Nasty Woman Manifesto was a 15-point manifesto, and I'll read that to you right now. So number one, stand for women. Number two, stand for children. Number three, stand up to bullies. Number four, take the high road. Number five, where there is not a path, create one. Number six, when you listen, truly hear. Number seven, share. Number eight, fight for the underdog. Number nine, don't back down. Number 10, work for the greater good. Number 11, connect. Number 12, do not fear your enemy. Number 13, challenge the status quo. Number 14, empower the powerless. And number 15, pay your fair share. So I've shared both of those lists, my core values on this Nasty Women Manifesto, a few times over the years. And what was so beneficial after coming up with both of them and going through both of these activities is that I had a filter through which I could run decisions. And I had a filter through which I could look at a situation and become a better critical thinker and look at, okay, here's what I want to do moving forward. And how is this in alignment with my core values or not? Or I'm trying to decide between option A and option B and which is more in alignment with what I stand for. And so this has become really, really helpful over the years for me to have this list of core values, the Nasty Woman Manifesto, and really have a strong sense of who I am, how I show up, how I lead, how I want to have impact and all of that. So I'm not, I don't have a lot of decision fatigue around making hard choices in many cases, I have, you know, potentially fatigue around like being in the hard choice or what living out the choice. But in terms of like, am I going to do A or B? It's typically pretty clear what the thing I'm going to do because I know what my core values are. I know what I stand for. And so the decision making process in terms of doing the right thing or doing the best thing for me right now, that's often very clear. So that's how core values and having definition around core values has been really helpful to me. So I want to give you a definition around values that might be helpful to you. So this comes from psychologists Barb Markway and Celia Ample from the Self-Confidence Workbook, which is a, a workbook. So they define values as the principles that give our lives meaning and allow us to persevere through adversity. And so this is really important. If you just look up like a dictionary definition of values, it's more along the lines of principles that give our lives meaning. This definition, I love, I feel like it's much more complete and inclusive because it identifies the principles that give us meaning, but it also really allows us to see how we show up in adversity. And so if you know what your core values are and you're in a hard situation, again, when you're making a decision, you can look at what decision is the best decision for me right now. Well, these are my core values and therefore A is better than B or B is better than A. It also allows us to see when we're defining core values, when we look back at times we've gone through adverse moments or adverse phases in our life, we can really look at and identify how we have shown up and what our value systems have been around that, around those situations. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. And that can be really, really helpful. So that's the definition of values that I think can be supportive as you are walking through this. So again, the definition is the principles that give our lives meaning and allow us to persevere through adversity. So where do your values come from? Because this can be really helpful to look at before you start defining them. So your values come from typically four places when you're growing up. And then from there, they grow and evolve. Usually, sometimes not. And we'll talk about that too. So your values start with your upbringing, your parents, your close family, the people that you spent the most time with. So your caregivers, if you had grandparents close by, maybe even like best friends and best friends families. So I know for me, I definitely had some influences from really close friends, families as well. 
The second place would be your teachers and other leaders. So your teachers, and then if you had like coaches or youth group leaders or other leaders of, you know, Girl Scout troop leader, just teachers and leaders and people who are mentors to you early in life for sure help shape your values. Thirdly would be religion. If you were raised in a religion, that's definitely very influential when it comes to values. And then fourth would be society or close proximity to a certain culture or social group or social norms in your city, town, neighborhood, what have you. So as you get older and you have more varied life experiences, your worldview typically expands and your values may shift and evolve as you become a more critical thinker. And so for many of us, you know, we reach 18, we leave the house and we either move out on our own and get a job or we go to college and we get more education and then start a career. And in either of those situations, we often go through many life circumstances. So for me, it involved like leaving the city that I had grown up in but not going very far. I went from Western Washington to Eastern Washington to go to college. That influenced how much I grew, most likely. Like if I had gone from Seattle to New York, that would have been a totally different experience. My worldview would have probably changed way more dramatically, way more quickly. Going from Seattle to Spokane to go to Gonzaga, where I went from one Jesuit high school to a Jesuit college, my worldview expanded for sure, but not in a like startling, shocking kind of a way. But that was a stepping stone for me. Some people leave, you know, move out of the house and move into an apartment like a mile from their parents and they keep the same social circle and their worldview changes even less than minded. And so it, it often stays very much the same. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra 
device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So we can see that as we have more varied life experiences, our worldview expands. And as we have more life experiences, our values can shift and evolve and we can become a more critical thinker. And so the more experiences we have, so someone who's gone and traveled the whole world really young, they're going to have, you know, maybe in their early 20s, like they're going to have this perspective and this ability to think through things based on what they've seen. Someone who never leaves the small town they were raised in, perhaps will not have a really expanded worldview. And they might stick with the values they were raised with. So those people who never leave their hometowns or small towns are sometimes limited in their exposure to different worldviews. And the values that they adopted as children, just unconsciously, because it's what they were around, sometimes don't evolve. And so we've definitely been seeing this in family and family friends between my husband and I, people who have never lived in a new city or have never been around different groups of people and how a limited worldview can really inhibit your ability to be a critical thinker and see other people's perspective or have a compassion or empathy for other people's lived experiences. And we're seeing this a lot, a lot, a lot right now in the middle of this cultural revolution. People who were raised in a certain set of values and cannot see outside that at all and cannot place any value on someone else's life experience or worldview because they have no understanding of it. And so this is a really interesting time to look at that, to look at if people have very different values than you, that might be why. They might have a very different worldview or a much more limited worldview than you, or maybe a much more expanded worldview, like it can go in all directions. So why is having core values important? Having core values is really important because it helps you more clearly define who you are and what you stand for. And when you know who you are and what you stand for, it becomes a lot more easy to make decisions. (laughs) Like things become so much more black and white. And you're not like, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not, or I don't know if I should speak up or not. You know, like, oh, I know what I stand for. I'm definitely going to say something here. It makes things more clear. Secondly, your core values become a filter through which you make decisions. And this helps a ton with clarity and boundaries. And so when I am looking at a really tough decision and I look at my core values and I look at my nasty women manifesto, it becomes clear what decision I need to make, even if I have to make the harder decision. And this actually has come up a few times in the last couple of months where I've been in situations where I'm like, this is really hard. This is uncomfortable. I'm really frustrated. This is painful. And I've had to look at my core values and remember compassion and integrity, compassion and integrity, and like really remind myself compassion and integrity and make decisions based on those core values, not make decisions based on like being a hot-headed redhead, <laughs> which is definitely can be my go-to, but instead compassion and integrity. And so that becomes really helpful when you're making those hard decisions and when you're stepping into more difficult conversations and when you are looking at things that can be sometimes really messy or really unclear, or when you're trying to, you know, this can just happen over and over right now in the conversations we're even having between family members and between people who have different worldviews than us. So that can be really helpful as well. This is also happening a lot in the workplace as we're looking at how our workplaces are making decisions for us as and what their company culture represents and stands for in terms of what they're doing around COVID, in terms of what they're doing around Black Lives Matter. And 
if you know your core values and you know what you might make and put in your own manifesto, then you can have some clarity around like, huh, do I stand with this company or no? And that can, again, be really supportive of a decision to like stay there or not. And I see a lot of people making decisions around that right now. Thirdly, having core values is important because they can help you become more mission focused and driven. So if you know, so for me, for example, like if I know that I want to impact moms to become better leaders and louder leaders and stronger leaders and like take up more space and be on bigger stages and like all metaphorical and literal stages, then again, it's easier for me to to make decisions in certain directions because I know what my mission is because I know what my core values are. Core values can also be really important in parenting. How are you making decisions in parenting? I know this has come up for us, especially as we've allowed Vinny to get Minecraft, his first video game during quarantine. And so for us, we've had some boundaries around like, what are our core values when it comes to video games and it comes to technology and all things like this? What are our core values when it comes to even quarantine? (laughs) So having clarity around all of that can be really important. For us, it's come up with this cultural revolution around parenting as well. Like what are our core values around Black Lives Matter? And is that at odds with our core values around quarantine? And how do we rectify that? For us, we've taken Vinny to three different marches Because for us, core values around integrity and compassion as top priorities superseded our core values around quarantine. Now, that doesn't mean we were unsafe. It just means that we were able to recognize like we're coming out of the house for this, like because this is in alignment with our core values. And we did it in a safe way. Don't worry. This episode is sponsored by my very own upcoming workshop just for you. So this is a free virtual workshop I'm hosting just for all my shameless moms. And this workshop is going to be all about five mindset resets you need to shine like a mother. And I did this workshop last November. It was fire and magic and power. It was amazing. It was such a great event. So many moms came and learned a ton and made new connections, connections in their brains and connections with other people. It was so great. So then I did another version of this talk at the Shameless Mom Con Collective, our virtual conference this year, and it was even better. And now I'm merging the two and I'm also going to make it all really relevant to where we're at right now as a culture, as a society, as a world, especially as a country in the U.S. here. And I'm bringing you these five mindset resets that you need to shine like a mother at this very moment in history. So if you are needing a little bit of power, hope, connection in this time that we are living in, in this middle of this 2020 that we just could have never envisioned happening, this is for you. So this workshop is specifically for moms who desire more courage and confidence in the face of uncertainty who want to take more powerful and purposeful action right now, and who need to retrain negative thought patterns into positive thought patterns, and for those of you craving connection with other like-minded mamas. So here's what I know right now. I know that we are stronger together. I know that we can learn from each other. I know that we can lean on each other. I know that we can grow even when it hurts like a mother. I know that there is hope even when the world feels heavier than ever before. And here's what I know most of all. You are strong, you are powerful, you are capable, you are resourceful, you are resilient, and you are not alone. 
So join me on July 15th for this free workshop. We're going to be meeting July 15th, 4 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll meet for 90 minutes. You will learn. You will laugh. You will love every minute of this. It's going to be a ton of goodness, a ton of fun, while also getting some great education and really tangible tools that you can use to walk away with a sense of direction and a sense of purpose, even in the face of very uncertain, very hard and heavy times. So to sign up for the workshop, just go to shamelessmom.com slash shine and make sure you get yourself over there quickly to get registered so that you don't miss out on this opportunity to join me to challenge yourself to embrace these five mindset resets that you need to shine like a mother to make this year a powerful year, the year that you were more resilient than you ever thought you could be. We're in this together. I got your back and I will see you on July 15th. Go to shamelessmom.com shine to join me. And then fifth here is having core values can be really important because they can push you in your profession. And so this can impact how you relate to your coworkers, how you show up in the workplace, how you notice and participate in workplace culture or don't, and how hard you push yourself to grow and be seen in the company that you're with and the business that you're either working in or the business that you're building yourself. And so when you know what your core values are, it can be really clear. So, you know, for example, in part of my manifesto, I said, I stand for women, I, when I worked my corporate hospital job, went to the CEO at one point to be like, hey, it's been made apparent to me that men in my position have a higher starting salary than women. So let's have a conversation about that. I was like 23 at the time. The conversation did not go well. I was pretty much threatened to shut it down immediately. But I went into the CEO and the head of HR because that was my core value. Like that was my core values leading me to start that conversation. It went horribly. I would have it totally differently today because I completely shut down and shrank the minute they like became basically bullying to me. And I wouldn't let them do that today. <laughs> but at the time I was scared and didn't want to get fired. I just wanted to make more money and be seen as like a female in this position. And I wasn't willing to risk my job for it. Now it would be totally different. Now I'd be like, oh, let's take this to the media, <laughs> you know? So, but that often professionally, you can be- make decisions around your, in the workplace based on your core values in terms of pushing yourself for promotion in terms of making sure like you might be noticing right now, like how many women are sitting at the boardroom table? How many people of color are sitting at the boardroom table? Are you going to say something about that? Or are you going to be cool with it just being like mostly white men? These are things that we're really seeing happening right now. Are you noticing how many women are in leadership? And are you asking questions around like, hey, why is it only men? Or why is it only white people in leadership? Like all that kind of stuff. So really big questions around that are happening in the workplace right now, for sure. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So the next thing I wanna talk about is how to actually do this. How do you go around, go about choosing your core values? So I'm gonna give you three steps here and this is all really simple, but not easy. And so if you go back to what I started with, like someone, you know, my friend Jessica, she gave us a list of 42 core values. We had to narrow it down to five. Simple, simple task, right? Like literally it was a Xerox piece of paper and she's like, just cross off the ones that you don't want. That's a simple action step, but it was hard. So these are simple, but they're not going to be easy because you need to be somewhat thoughtful and reflective. So I don't want you to do this in one sitting. I want you to do this over the course of a week or two. And it can be like something that you revisit a couple times. So that most of this, you can really start all at once, but I want you to revisit it so that you can gain clarity as you work through it. So the first thing you're going to do is choose your five or so <laughs> core values. So I'm saying five because that's how I've learned it. And I've also looked into the research around it. And that's just a typical number that people use. It also doesn't need to be the exact number that you choose. So you want to pick enough core values, enough value words that you can encompass, you know, pretty completely who you are, but you don't want to pick so many that you can't remember them or that you get fuzzy around like, wait, is it this one or that one? Or that it's just creates a ton of confusion. Every time you go to make a decision, you're like, hold on, I have to run this through my 18 core values that I can't even remember. So let me go pull up my word doc. Like, no, no, you want your core values to create clarity, not confusion. So I'm going to say that again. You want your core values to create clarity, not confusion. So for me, when I was creating mine, I remember when I was trying to decide about success, I also felt like very vain picking success. But for me, I was deciding between security, wealth, and success. And I had to really look at like, why are these ones really standing out to me? They were standing out to me because I wasn't raised in a household of abundance. And so I didn't necessarily like for me, it wasn't the being wealthy that mattered. It was the security around 
knowing there's always enough. So I looked at, okay, security and success. Success was really important to me because I've always been a high achiever. Achievement is very important to me, which is why being a stay-at-home mom when Vinny was really little was very challenging for me because I'm very achievement oriented. And so even if I were not to be working at all, achievement is still very important to me. And I struggled with that early on with Vinny. So when I looked at these three sitting together, the three were success, security, and wealth. And I wanted to pull one out. I was like, I can pull wealth out because if I have success and I have security, I know for me, it's knowing that there's enough and being able to achieve. Like those are the ones that are important. If that leads me to just always having enough versus having excess is much less significant. So that's just one example. But again, you want to be able to create clarity, not confusion as you're picking out your words so or your values. So I'm going to read through a list of 50 core values, and I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes so that you can go to the same list. So this is a list from James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. This is not a comprehensive list, but I don't think you should start with a list of 300 core values because it's just too overwhelming. So this is a list of 50. So as I'm reading through this, and you can come back and listen if you want, when you can like take some notes, or you can just go to the link in the show notes, but notice which ones jump out at you. At first, you're going to be like all of them, listen a second time, (laughs) and then you'll start to notice more. So these are in alphabetical order, authenticity, achievement, adventure, authority, autonomy, balance, beauty, boldness, compassion, challenge, citizenship. Ooh, that's a good one. I actually might have taken that one if I was redoing mine right now. Community, competency, contribution, creativity, curiosity, determination, fairness, faith, fame, friendships, fun, growth, happiness, honesty, humor, influence, inner harmony, justice, kindness, knowledge, leadership, learning, love, loyalty, meaningful work, openness, optimism, peace, pleasure, poise, popularity, recognition, religion, reputation, respect, responsibility, security, self-respect, service, spirituality, stability, success, status, worthiness, wealth, and wisdom. And what you're going to notice when you go through this is other things might pop into your mind that weren't on here. And that's fine. This is like a definitely not an exhaustive list. So if if something else came to mind, you're like, oh, that's the one, like, go ahead and put it on there. So Again, I'll put a list to this, a link to this specific list in the show notes, but it's over. It's on, if you just do a Google search for James Clear core values, you'll get it too. Or you can just do a search for core values. Just make sure you're playing with a list that's manageable (laughs) in terms of size. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to look through that list and you're going to narrow it down to five or so, which is going to be hard because you're going to want all of them at first. You're going to be like, no, I want like 37. (laughs) So let yourself do this. And you might do it over the course of a few days. You might take that list and cross. There might be 10 where you're like, yeah, those ones don't mean anything. And then you might need to sit with it for a while and come back to it. I did this in the space of like 30 minutes. So it definitely felt expedited. I would let yourself have some time. The second thing you're going to do is make a list of a handful of people you admire. So and it can be people who you know and people that you don't. And this is a short list, like five to eight people. So make a list of people that you admire and then note what you admire about them. 
How do you want to be more like them? What is the legacy they are building and how does that inspire you? So let this be a mix of people that you know and that you don't know. So it might be a parent, it might be a best friend, it might be a mentor from your profession. For me, two people that came to mind, my sister-in-law, Holly, and Glennon Doyle. So some one person I know, one person I don't. I mean, this is a short list. It's only two that I'm using for this example. But I thought they were great examples because my sister-in-law, Holly, we are really, really different in many ways and in many values. But some of her values are things I very much aspire to be better at, especially in the context of motherhood. So she is infinitely patient and compassionate in everything that she does in life. And when I watch her and I've watched her, she took care of her mother when her mother and my husband's mom was aging and then sick and until she passed away. I've watched her as she's worked with children. She was a special ed teacher. I've watched her as she's pushed herself to become an athlete after retirement to become a triathlete. So all of these ways that I've seen her push herself and show up and really constantly, consistently just show up with so much patience and compassion in really hard situations over and over again. Like that's who I want to be. I want to be more of that. So that's an example of someone who I know. And when I look at those things about her, then I can recognize like, oh, that is what I aspire to have, or that's a value that I aspire to uphold in the highest way. Similarly, Glennon Doyle, again, someone who is she's really focused on impact as my sister-in-law Holly was focused on impact in her career as well um, in terms of being a special ed teacher. Glennon Doyle is, is focused on impact in terms of what started out for her was reaching moms and impacting moms when she was a mom who was struggling in many ways. And now that impact has shifted and grown as she has built an audience. She's looked at how she could have more global impact for underserved populations and underserved communities and communities enduring trauma. And so she started her whole entire nonprofit, Together Rising, all about that. And they've raised millions and millions of dollars to reach and serve underserved populations and populations that are just constantly being traumatized, whether it's reuniting families at the border or sending money to victims of certain global situations and circumstances. It's just repeatedly showing up to have the most impact and leveraging a platform in a way that isn't about centering herself as much as her writing has been about centering her story. Her mission has been about centering those who need support. And it's been really amazing to watch. And so Make a list of a few people that you admire and then note what do you admire about them? And then how do you want to be more like them? And what is the legacy that they are building? And how does that inspire you? And that will also help you be able to more strongly connect with some of those words on that list of core values to recognize the ones you really want to uphold and the ones you really want to highlight and keep on your short list. And then the third piece of this, the third step is going to be spending time listening inward. So again, I first did this in a 30 minute, like sit down, just like go really quick format. And so I would like you to do the opposite. It was super valuable when I did it, but I think that, you know, you give yourself the gift of time and spend a little bit of time listening inward. Give yourself a few days or even a week to think through values, revisiting your list every day for a few minutes paying close attention to your past behavior can be really, really helpful. So when you're in that listening inward time during that few days or week or whatever, look at your past behavior over the course of your life. Look at how your values have shown up unconsciously and hard and awesome moments of your life. So when things are really hard, what values do you cling to? How do you show up? When things are amazing, how do you show up? And you can look at both of those and see like, oh, I can see that like when things are really hard, I dig deeper. When things are really hard, I reach out for connection. When things are amazing, I'm more of a giver. So 
looking at how you show up unconsciously, and then especially noticing in those hard moments when you have to dig deep, what becomes really important to you. And that's where you can often see when things have gotten really hard, that, you know, perseverance is a place that I shine. When things have gotten really hard, for me, it's integrity. Integrity is a place I really shine. So looking at that can be really helpful. What patterns do you see? And where can you see your non-negotiables shining through? So I think even hard conversations you're having with family members right now or with anyone, and you can pretty clearly recognize your non-negotiables. So I have a non-negotiable around justice. If I were to read you my core values right now, I know that justice would be on my list. I don't know which one I would take off, but I know that justice, I don't know, maybe I would take off independence, although that is valuable to me, but justice would be on there for sure. And I've just been able to see this more and more. I've been able to put together these pieces around like justice being this very strong through line in my life. And so I can see, especially right now, this, I haven't been able to articulate it as well until just recently, but I can see that justice is something that has always been extremely important to me. And I just recently was in an interview with my lovely, amazing friend, Laura Cathcart Robbins. And I started looking back through our conversation or during our conversation, started looking back at like, why is justice important to me? And where does that come from? And how was that instilled in me? And why do I carry it so close to my heart? And so I can now see this thread in my life of justice and how it's been modeled to me, how I've always been connected to it, how I've always had the strong desire to be a part of justice and to seek justice and to help other people seek justice. And that shows up in what I'm willing to tolerate right now and the conversations I'm willing to participate in. And there's a lot of conversations I will not tolerate and I will not participate in because of my commitment to justice. And so that's been really helpful as well as looking at non-negotiables throughout the course of my life and being able to link that back to core values. So your three steps, again, you're going to choose your five or so words from a list. You're going to make a list of a handful of people that you admire, some that you know, some that you don't. And then you're going to look at what do you admire about them? How do you want to aspire to be more like them? And then you're going to spend time listening inward. When you do all this, if you want to share your list with me, holy cow, I would be so, so, so honored to hear your list, see your list. So feel free to create a list, tag me on social media at the Shameless Mom Academy or at Shameless Mom Academy, email it to me. You can email over at info at shamelessmom.com, post them in our Facebook group. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, I would love, love, love to see your core values list. Oh my gosh, it would just make my heart so happy. So feel free to share them wherever you want, wherever is space that you hang out and let me know what you come up with. Also share this episode with people who you know might be struggling right now, who might need or might find some relief and some clarity around defining their core values. Definitely, definitely share this episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before I let you go, did you push pause during this episode to go get yourself signed up for my upcoming workshop, Five Mindset Resets You Need to Shine Like a Mother? Because if you didn't, I want you to go do that right now. Again, this is a free workshop. It's next week on July 15th, 4 p.m. Pacific. I don't want you to miss out. Go to shamelessmom.com slash shine right now to get yourself registered. That's shamelessmom.com slash shine. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.